I'd like to install you into my life and oh, that's a great line. I know. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on the Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So we're officially one week away from the beginning of Ben Higgins' magical journey for love. Oh my God. I felt like it would never happen. I know. We're here. Claire, can you believe it? I can't believe it. And even better... Before the premiere, ABC, of course, puts their official bios of the contestants online and their very posed, plastic-looking photos. And you know what that means. We get to judge them. So harshly. So from going through all of the bios and the photos, you can kind of get a good sense of Ben's type, like what he asked for, and what he asked for clearly was Lauren. He asked for Lauren. As many Laurens as they could find. And they found four. Four Laurens. And one Laura, for good measure. Yeah, it's not quite the same, but like, eventually you run out of Laurens who are willing to go on The Bachelor and who are under the age of 25, and there you are. Stuck with a Laura. (laughs) I'm just really hoping that he eliminates at least two of the Laurens on night one, or else I'm just never going to be able to keep them straight. I would really like for them all to end up in the or final Or they're the final five. four. It's and- <laughs> one or the other. They all get eliminated or they are all his top four. I just love the idea of Ben standing in front of four women who are all, like, convinced that they're in love with him and him saying, Lauren, no. No, not you. I'm really sorry. You're actually, I'm eliminating you. So just, okay. Sit tight. You can just go now. Um, but I, I think that probably the Laurens are at a disadvantage because they have to know that Ben is not going to want to deal with that down the line. He's going to want to look at them pretty critically. Uh, also, to ABC's credit, they got, I believe, the same number of women of color as they did Laurens. So we're really doing well <laughs> with diversity here. Yeah. Four, four Laurens, four women of color. Yeah. They've got all the bases covered there. Um I, I think that uh, one of the women of color is definitely looks pretty white. So she's half Filipino. So she might actually make it pretty far. Yeah. As as we know, unfortunately, The Bachelor is not a show known really for its diversity. No. And, you know, speaking of which, one of the women of color that they have on the show this season is a repeat. They couldn't find another one. So so they brought Amber back. Remember Amber? For the third time because she was also on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. She's really making a career out of this. And yet she, like, never really makes an impression. Like, she seems really nice and normal. Yeah, and, and like, very beautiful. And she never really jumps out as a character on the show, and yet they keep bringing her back. It's I somehow strange. suspect she's not going to make it very far on this season either, but I guess I guess we'll see. Yeah. I kind of think that of the two they're bringing back, the other is Becca Tilly, who was the runner-up on Chris's season. I think Becca will make it farther than Amber. So what sh- should we get into, like, the, the ones who might do well first, or do you want to get into, like, the super crazy people? Let's start with the less fun thing, which is the women that we think <laughs> might actually do well. 
Kayla is super cute, and she is a software sales rep. Which she and Ben are going to have so much to talk about. I know. Like, that's going to be a great opener. She's going to, like, walk up with her little, like, plastic envelope with, like, like how a does one software go about disc selling in it? software? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've, I've seen so many software sales reps on TV, and I still don't really know what they do. But I assume it involves one of those, like, one of those discs that you put into your computer, and it installs something. Thing and <laughs> and then she'll be like, I'd like to install you into my life and oh, that's a great love. line. I know. Also, she's like twenty three, and based on the the age range this season, she's solidly in the middle. <laughs> solidly in the middle. I think that Ben clearly asked for really young, naive women that he could mold to his will, who are preferably willing to move to wherever he wants to be. Yeah, which is Denver. He'd really right. like a woman who apparently is patient because he is difficult to be around and wants to move to Denver, which is where he wants to live. Wow. Just I'm so sad I'm not on this season of The Bachelor because that I sounds know. like the life I truly desire. It's like when I think of qualities that I possess as a partner, it's um, patient and wants to move to Denver. That's <laughs> always been on my list. So of the Laurens. Uh, there are so many Laurens. It's like I'm not even trying to keep them separate at this point. One of the Laurens said is going to be my my catchphrase this season. I think that Lauren B. has a chance. She loves family and marriage and love. Her bio literally says that she loves love. She loves it. These are all great qualities for The Bachelor. Yeah. And especially— and she's cute and yeah. a flight attendant and 25. She's like—she looks sort of like one of those, like, Barbie dolls. Like, she has, like, a— I feel a like cloud Ben would like a Barbie hair. doll. Oh, totally, one hundred percent. A Barbie doll with a slight sense of humor, uh, <laughs> and she loves airplanes, so she's probably willing to travel to him. Oh yeah, I mean that would be great. It like almost doesn't matter where she lives, really. Exactly, she's always on the go. Um, also, Jackie loves Bibles. This is the this is how little we know about Ben as a person, despite how long he was on the Bachelorette. We're like he's Denver seems to like Software faith. and God. <laughs> um and one Laura actually, the redhead, there's a redhead, so even more diversity this season. <laughs> She's like a true redhead, you can really tell. She seems relatively normal. She I liked her. Yeah. Um so I think she could she could go pretty far. She drops in a solid Ocean's Eleven reference when asked what law she would break with if she could break one without consequence. She said she would rob a casino so she would have something to talk to George Clooney and Brad Pitt about. I appreciate that. Solid answer. Yeah. Also, she's an account executive, which could mean basically anything. But it but goes it does really mean well. she's employed. Yeah, which a lot of them are not this season, which is fair because they're like nineteen. So, you know, who among us wasn't unemployed when we were nineteen, <laughs> right? So there are some solid contenders. Um, and but like. A lot of them just seem like low key nuts, just like the, like Which mostly they, normal. Know, but to their credit, these women have to be able to bring the entertainment because I don't get the sense that Ben H is very entertaining. He's very pretty and seems very nice. Does not seem particularly funny. Haven't yeah. really gotten that from him. So I think the women need to bring the drama. And I'm envisioning, like, with a lot of these women, him just sort of standing there looking uncomfortable while they're like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that, like, I finally found love with you. And, like, we're going to have a perfect family. And he'll just be like, um. Well, these girls have watched The Bachelor. This is the thing about 2016 on The Bachelor. These are all women who have probably grown up watching the show. 
they are going in prepared. They know the lines they need to say. <laughs> they know how this goes. Yeah, one of the girls actually said if she could go anywhere in the United States, she would go to California because that's where the Bachelor Mansion is. I don't is. even believe that's true. That's just pandering. Also, like, it doesn't make sense because it's like that's the one place where you right, are you're, going you're, to go. You get to go there. Like, pick another place maybe. Somewhere like like more of like a wish list here. I'm really intrigued to meet Amanda, who is an esthetician and at 25 is terrified of aging and already uses Botox. Yeah, um, and an anti-aging skin line. Yeah. Don't should, forget. should I be very concerned? I'm over 25 and I've never gotten Botox. <laughs> is mean, this something I need to do after the we wrinkles finish are already developing? So it's a little late for you at this point. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are also very terrified of turning 30, and I'm only two years away from that, so I'm basically screwed. It's like, just think, like, in a few years from now, you will be a few years older than you are right now. And, and my life nothing... will therefore be over. Yeah, as one of the women said, gosh, which one of the one of them is 25? And the question was, where do you want to be in five years? And she was like, in five years, I'll be 30, FML. Yeah, that seems like a proportionate reaction. <laughs> Like fuck my life, I might get older. You know, there is a way around that. You know, like there is a way to stop getting older. But I don't think that she would like that either. (laughs) One contestant said she wasn't afraid of aging because wrinkles just show that you've lived. I like that. Yeah, so she's probably a hag. They're gonna have to get rid of her. (laughs) She'll probably get cut night one. Yeah, I think that was Jamie. Actually, Uh, seems too normal. Yeah. Well, she's normal except her name is Jamie, but it's spelled Jammy, Jamai. I'm very oh, confused this is Jamie from Canada. Spelling. Yes. And also, Jamie seems pretty nice and sweet, and she's very young. And they asked her, how would you describe yourself as a lover? And she said, inexperienced. Is that code for virgin? Is there going to be another virgin on this season? It's possible. You never know. My question is, is there going to be a not virgin on this season? Because Ben seems like he really needs a conservative sort of lady. That's true. Actually, we already know there is a virgin because Becca is on this season. She's still not married. Well, we don't know. Like, something could have happened. Oh, I hope it did. In the waves of her, like, bachelor. Maybe she's had a sexual awakening in the last (laughs) few months. I hope so. If I had a sexual awakening, the first thing I would do is, like, join a show where I'm surrounded by women and who are all trying who to are all prove trying to, how virginal and pure they are yeah in order while drinking copious in order and, to marry the one man that i'm like presumably <laughs> trying to have sex with so that doesn't you know necessarily sound like a fun time for her but i'm really interested to see if becca will make it very far because like ben I had really, the opportunity no, i genuinely do think she's going to do well but ben had the opportunity to see like how things went with chris but Chris Which was, and Ben are very different people. <laughs> Becca came off really well during Chris's season. And to her credit, she was the only one who basically said to his face, I don't know if I want to move to Arlington. I want to wait till I'm sure I'm in love with you. And Would hey, she weirdly, want, after two months, Well, here's I'm a question. Not. Would she want to move to Denver? Denver is definitely a step <laughs> up or about 20 steps up from Arlington. Maybe. There was no hospital, movie theater, or was there even a grocery store in Arlington? There was I mean, nothing in Arlington. Who needs a grocery store when you have livestock and corn just all around you? Where I grew up in Indiana, we didn't go to the grocery store. <laughs> we just went out into the field and we pulled up a handful of corn by the roots, which was difficult in the dead of winter. But, you know, nowhere's perfect. Um, 
I feel like we have a lot of contenders for the most likely to like get eliminated in a blaze of glory early on. But my personal favorite has to be Brienne. Her favorite book, wait for it, Why Men Love Bitches. <laughs> I, it's like a dating book. She's like, I know the title's hilarious, but it's all about valuing yourself and letting the man pursue you, which is really it's a lovely thought. But, like, what is she going to read when she's married? Like, that's not going to be useful to her anymore. It's like— But right now, she's just focused on the journey. No, that's true. Not the destination, Claire. I think she's focused on the destination. <laughs> what does she hope to get out of participating in The Bachelor? She says, I want to find the love of my life and be role models together for what true love is— I want to show America that anything is possible and God will give you the desires of your heart. Hashtag power couple. And then she writes, yes, I hashtag that winky face. Winky face. What a self-aware woman. This is like the the classic, the woman who goes on and the first night is like, Ben, we're meant to be married. And I understand that you have to you have to speak to all these other women. But just know that like it's going to be you and me at the end. And then he's like, OK, cool. Uh, bye. And I'm looking forward to seeing her meltdown when that happens. So Mandy is a personal favorite of mine from her bio. uh, And I do think she will go out in a blaze of glory. She both has a doctorate and says that her ex would say she has a tendency to drink too much, which means she's both brilliant and potentially a drunk. This show does not love intelligence or people who drink too much. So I don't think she's going to do that well. But I think she could be very entertaining. Yeah, she she seems like brilliant maybe in like a very specific way. But then she says things like if she could be any animal, she'd be a free-range chicken because they do whatever they want and lay delicious eggs. I think she could be the next Ashley, I Onion think, Ashley. Oh, that's true. Also, I think Mandy might be over the age of 26. Oof. So. Yeah. A definite strike against Not her. Not going to work out. But there are some other young ladies who have a lot to offer, like two in particular, I would say. Emily and Haley, also known as the twins. That's their occupation. <laughs> but they are, they're, they're like 22. They're 22. So I'm assuming they just like live at home and are twins. They are from Las Vegas. <laughs> and... They apparently both wanted to come on reality television and date the same man. That seems like a way to bond with your sibling. Yeah, they seem to have a sort of like, I know that twins tend to have a really close relationship. There seems like a little like weirdly. Like a mind meld. Yeah. Like, well, one of the twins says if she could be anyone for a day, she'd be her twin sister. And then the other one chose Taylor Swift. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm sensing a little bit of like a, there's like an alpha twin here and there's a beta twin. Also... Emily, one of the twins, we need to talk about something. On her bucket list, she listed to be in New York on New Year's Eve to watch the ball drop and see all the people. As people who actually live in New York City and have been in this city on New Year's Eve, dear Lord, never go watch the ball drop in Times Square. That oh is hell God. on earth. I want to, I wanna like, be there when someone explains to her, like, what that would entail. You know, like— yeah, we're going to go watch the ball drop. Just, like, make sure you get your pack of, like, adult diapers because you're not going to be able to have access to a bathroom for probably, like, 24 hours. You're going to be, like, camping in the cold with no Around access to Around the world's food. worst people. <laughs> Around the world's worst people for, like, two days. 
Have fun. And you're going to have a worse view than if you watched it on television. Yeah, just, like, watch it on TV. Um, Also, her bucket list is, like, to be in New York on New Year's Eve and also travel to unique places and do crazy things. Like, that is a bucket list. You can't have one item on your bucket list be do crazy cool things in unique places. That's like asking for more wishes from a genie. She just wants to do it all. I, I feel like that's a cheat. Also, her last one is go to Six Flags and ride every single ride. That sounds really attainable to me. <laughs> I really think she could make that happen. But hey, we she's only 22. We have some other great occupations. Uh, we have a chicken enthusiast. We have a cowgirl. And we have a girl who is unemployed. That's her whole occupation, just unemployed. They couldn't even make up something she has enthusiasm for. I feel like she must not be a Bachelor fan because she should know that you should never say unemployed. She should say, like, homebody or chicken enthusiast. Crafter. 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 You can be a former something. Yeah, you can be a former anything. It sounds better than nothing. Um, But I'm sorry. We have to go back to Emily for a moment because we never even talked about how she would impress a man. Ah, yes. Emily is probably the craziest person. And, like, it's a shame that she's a twin because it overshadows – all of the other All of the amazing other qualities she has. Oh, yeah. For example, if you really wanted to impress a man, what would you do? Be mysterious and also just really dress to impress. It's more important to dress well and look classy Wait, and act classy. More important than what? More important, more important than, than what, what, Emily? It's important to know that this isn't like a spoken interview. This is a questionnaire. She like wrote that down. She had the time to sit there and think about that answer, and she wrote something that made absolutely no sense. Well, I think the classiest move of all is going on reality television with your twin. Well, as long as you dress to impress, because it's more important to dress well, you know, than everything. I could see her making it into at least the final six or something, because I think what's going to happen is that he's going to eventually be able to tell the twins apart. (laughs) And he's going to like one of them much better than he likes the other. And there's going to be a very dramatic elimination ceremony. And then the 22-year-old is going to make it just far enough to make everyone nervous, but he's not going to pick her. I actually think he's going to go for Haley because she seems, like, less crazy and more, you know, she doesn't drink or party, but—and she loves marriage and protecting people's hearts and being faithful and like it, like Emily's answers are all just like. So maybe I'm, I'm, Emily will be the first eliminated. <laughs> I I have a ba- I have a bad feeling about Emily. Like everything that Emily said just sort of suggests that she's she's just like a, trying a little bit hard to keep up with her sister. And Haley is more just like I made it to the semifinals in a cheerleading dance competition, and I worked in a nightclub, and I would be Taylor Swift for a day. By the way, everyone will be Taylor Swift for a day out of these contestants. They all want to be Taylor Swift for a day, except for someone who wants to be the first lady for a day because being the president would be too hard. (laughs) To be fair, being the president would be very difficult. But you only have to do it for a day. So just don't make any decisions. (laughs) (laughs) She just wants to be a White House lurker. Yeah, basically. So who do you think is going to be the most normal and therefore be eliminated within the first three episodes? Um, None of them seem that normal. (laughs) Shushana seems kind of normal. She's a mathematician. She's a mathematician, and she's 27. I'm sort of curious, like, is, does she work at, like, a university, or is that, like— I hope we get to hear more about I her job, know. but That's... I somehow suspect 
we won't. I just want The Bachelor to be, like, completely re-edited as a show about the women's jobs. And, like, instead of seeing them interact with Ben, we just get all the scenes of them, like, talking about what they do at home and, like, their happiness with their work. I think that would be, like, a really empowering show. Emma doesn't seem enthusiastic about it, though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would watch it. I just don't think anyone else in America besides the two of us would. I think uh, Jubilee seems pretty normal. She was in the military and therefore definitely is too strong of a woman for Ben. She seems pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, I think that Ben is going to be pretty intimidated. I agree. Yeah. She also doesn't seem the type to just follow a man around. Yeah, and that's really what we're looking for is, I I mean, mostly I think that it's like the 22-year-olds who don't have anything of their own going on. They have no reason not to go to Denver. And the most important thing in the world to them is showing the person they're with how much they love them. That's like Ben's dream girl. It's like constant affirmation. Though he did like Caitlin, who wasn't any of those things and who was older than him. So we'll see. Maybe Ben contains multitudes. I don't know. Caitlin was also, like, the only woman around. So I don't know. <laughs> Questionable. Maybe he just loves love. That's true. I think that I'm, I'm convinced that he was there for Brit originally because I can just see Brit, like, smiling slowly at, at Ben and saying, like, oh, my God, I just feel like I've really found myself now that I'm with you. And Ben's just like, yeah, I'm the best. But that didn't happen because Brit left. Sorry, Ben. But I think there are a lot of good candidates for him, Um, although a lot of them apparently have problems with their excretion system, (laughs) which, as we know, men are not into. Because women (laughs) don't go to the bathroom. Women don't poop. Yeah, we don't poop. um, That we can't talk about it. Um, So it's difficult for us. But apparently, a lot of these women. They clog up toilets while they're on dates. Or they're terrified or they're of terrified. clogging up toilets while on dates. <laughs> or they've had they've been constipated in Germany. They've this seems to be an equal opportunity terror. Oh, yeah. Fear, though. This is an equal opportunity fear. A lot of the men on last season also had their worst date fear was something to do with pooping or having yeah. diarrhea on a date. There's- Everyone <laughs> is terrified that the person they're dating will find out that they, too, go to the bathroom. Yeah. And a great way to do that is to have your first date be on New Year's Eve in New York in Times Square watching the ball drop. Your date will definitely find out that you go to the bathroom. Yeah. And probably they'll, you know, see it happen in your depends. Although Lauren H.'s uh, worst, uh, most embarrassing moment wasn't about feces at all. It was about her boss finding out that her Pinterest was covered with wedding pins, even though she doesn't even have a boyfriend. Oh, my God. She's she's also terrified that in five years she's going to be 30. So I'm sure she just wants to be prepared. And hopefully So she can immediately get married when she meets someone that she likes. And it's true. You know, like, I've definitely been planning my wedding for— I'd have to say at least 15 years. And the great thing is that now it's so easy, you know. I don't even have to do anything. It's great that you have the same taste now that you did 15 years ago. Well, it's it's actually going to be an amalgamation of everything. So, like, it won't be, like, stylistically cohesive. But I think it'll really represent me. And Greg will just be there is my plan. Greg's an important piece of this, but he's let's a, be honest. He's a piece. He's a small piece. <laughs> a small but vital piece. 
<laughs> and, you know, even he if he didn't show, show up, <laughs> even if he didn't, we could still just have a great party, you know, that my, you know, presumably had been paid for already, which is the most and important thing. And that reflected all of the tastes that are represented on your Pinterest board. Exactly. Over the years. Mason jars. You and Lauren H. Primarily. can get together. Maybe she'd be willing to share her private Pinterest board with oh you. God. You could get some ideas. I know. I'm really excited now to, like, bond with these women through our shared obsession. With marriage. With marriage. I think I, I think this season you're going to find you have a lot in common with these ladies, Claire. It's like it's just everything's six months gonna ago. Everything's going to have changed. Just six months ago I thought they were crazy. And now I'm like, yeah, I do want a wedding that's theme is grown sexy. <laughs> Can we summarize this season's contestants in one sentence? Lauren. Lauren. <laughs> Not even one sentence, just one word. Lauren. That's all you need. <laughs> I was going to go with under 25, but, you know, pretty Lauren under 25 are, are the main Lauren here. under 25, unemployed. <laughs> also, a lot of the women's that seem to, like, be really into being pursued. And I'm interested to see if Ben is even capable of that. He seems a little a little shy. I'm just hoping he's going to surprise us all and suddenly gain a really distinct personality. <laughs> so that's my one wish for this season. Basically, um, if you can take just a few things away from, from this episode that will carry you into the premiere. Um, chickens, Lauren, um, and that's it. That's all I got. That's it. Um, and, and poop. Before we wrap up our podcast, we wanted to recommend another podcast that you might like. It's called Stand Out, and it's hosted by Natalia Brzezinski on the ACAST network. During each episode, Natalia interviews an inspiring woman about her work and life to redefine what it means to be a superwoman. On her December 26th episode, she interviewed our fearless editor-in-chief, Ariana Huffington. Check it out on ACAST.com or wherever you go to get your podcasts. It's a good time. <laughs> and that's it for Here to Make Friends. Tune in next week to hear our first Season 20 recap. Thanks to our producer, Caitlin Boguki, and our editor, Nick Offenberg. And please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Rose and at Claire E. Fallon. And you can also send us an email at HereToMakeFriends at HuffingtonPost.com. We love fan mail. Oh, we do. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or comment, or both, wherever you subscribe. It helps other people discover our show. This is Emma Gray. And Claire Fallon. See you next time once our journey has begun.